This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time to make our morning just a little bit more awesome now and we catch up with Tahu McKenzie. Educated from Orokanu Eco Sanctuary and a musician. We'll be talking more about that with uh, Tahu today as well. Uh, Tahu Morena, lovely to have you with us again. Oh, kia ora koutou, na mihi aroha nui, kia koutou. So cool to be with you. Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Bit of a confusing start to the day. I had to clear some frost off the window today, Tahu. Just a wee bit of a revisit of, <laughs> of some wintry feelings. Goodness me, well, I have full faith in you, you can do anything. <laughs> I've managed, managed to get here safe and sound. So, But if you are out and about, just be mindful that perhaps in some places there might just be a little bit of ice around. Um, but a beautiful day is ahead of us, and of course it was a gorgeous weekend, and no doubt um, there were many visitors to Orokanui Eco Sanctuary, and uh, plenty to see as per. Um, one of the things that we talked about uh, the last couple of times on uh, this spot on the awesome Morning Show, Tahu, was the opportunities at this time of year to take those dusk tours. How have they been going? Oh, we've been so grateful. We've had amazing support for the dusk tours. We even had to run extra ones, Jeff, because so many people wanted to go on them. So we're very, very grateful for that. And we may well be running more at some stage, so I'll tell you as soon as I know about that. But they went really, really well, and people really loved them. And we were able to bring in more of a Te Māori understanding of Te Pō and all of the all of the creatures of the night and some of the Pūtako and stories around that, which was really exciting. And we saw all sorts of cool creatures coming out and frolicking about at night time. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience to see, you know... Um, I haven't. We haven't done them for a few years, obviously, with everything that's been going on. And just like the daytime world of Orokunui has grown and become more and more abundant, so has the nighttime world, of course. So it was a wonderful way to find out how all of those populations have been getting on. Very encouraging. It's um, you know interesting, isn't it, that uh, animal behaviour? I guess just like human behaviour, different at different times of the day. And uh, you know, con- visitors conventionally to the Orokunu Eco Sanctuary during the normal hours see, see certain things and hear certain things, but it is different, isn't it? I guess um, first thing in the morning and also at, at dusk in terms of the activity, in terms of the song, in terms of what the creatures are readying themselves for for the night. Yes, and we, you know, we're all familiar with the dawn chorus, but of course, there's also a dusk chorus. Everybody's saying "Pomaria" to each other, and you know, sharing what they've been up to during the day. I'm sure, but the kaka particularly is very active as it's getting dark, and so huge hordes of them are coming in, and you know, wanting to be paid attention to, which they are. They're so charismatic. The kaka, we're very lucky, and then of course, as it is getting darker and darker lots of invertebrates start coming out. So if you are a fan of our beautiful native insects and slugs and spiders and all sorts, they all start, our beautiful moths, they all start coming out and particularly in the forest itself, it's just really teeming with life, beautiful to experience. Oh, well, stay tuned. There may well yet be further opportunities to visit at dusk, but if you missed out this year, well, you <laughs> can look forward to uh, other opportunities and, of course, visit um, for all the other special things that happen at the Eco Sanctuary, including the opportunity to see the beautiful Waimariae, the eel. How's uh, Waimariae going? Oh, yes, well, it was very interesting. So I haven't seen her during the day for a few weeks, and, of course, I really love Waimariae and, you know, love calling to her and singing to her, and she'll come over and stick her beautiful long finial face out of the out of the water. But um 
this wasn't happening. And so I got my dear friend Jonas, who has runaway games and all these sorts of gizmos, to come and he bought his fancy underwater camera and we, on a big pole. And we took the underwater camera all the way around the pond looking for her and everything like that. And then we downloaded the footage and we looked at the footage and she couldn't be found. And so we thought, oh, maybe she's gone on her migration, you know, because we think she was about 30 years old. But normally their eyes get really big when they're going to go on the migration to Tonga. You know, they have to swim 2,500 kilometers, so their eyes need to be very big indeed. And they do what? They, they go all the <laughs> way to Tonga? They do to find their true love eel. It's really oh. amazing. I know. So her eyes didn't seem to be really big, so it didn't seem like she had her seafaring goggles on. But we couldn't find her with the underwater camera. And so I was thinking, okay, well, if she has gone on your migration, why, Muddy, I accept that and I love you. I'm sending you all my love. However, on one of the night tours, shining the torch down into the pond. Who should come out? <laughs> but Waimari the eel. So she's obviously just enjoying having nocturnal adventures at the moment, which I can completely understand. Oh, that's wonderful. And and good news that Waimari is, is still with us and still in good health. That's obviously, um, she's very special. I know special to everyone, but special to you and anyone who keeps an eye on uh, the Orokanui Eco Sanctuary Facebook page. Probably the biggest star, the most regular um, star on the page is Waimari talking uh, um, to um, visitors as they come along. And, and I know, Tahu, you love uh, um, giving her an opportunity to have a little bit of a feed and be a bit special in front of uh, you know the young, young ones and others who visit. Um, uh, so good to hear Waimari is in good health. And uh, I learned something new today about... Uh, uh, eel habits, goodness me, putting on, putting on their, their their goggles to travel the oceans to Tonga. Uh, well, the power of love, Jeff. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. And speaking of the power of love, um, it can sometimes result in little babies, and we love we love to talk about babies. And of course, we've talked about the Takahe babies. They're probably not so much babies, so much as toddlers at the moment, right? No, so they, they are heading towards Toddlerville and their colours have changed slightly so they're not little black fluffy tennis balls anymore. They're now beautiful, regal, grey-blue, elegant, almost, almost, you know, pre-teens. They're absolutely gorgeous and uh, they were the first in New Zealand to hatch again this year so we're... We're leading the way two years in a row, which is very exciting. And, yeah, they're more able to be seen now at Orokunui. Bennett and Waimadie, who's also Waimadie, they are very good parents and they have been very protective of the babies, but now they're all going around together and uh, and you can hear them calling to each other and finding the choicest tussock and digging up bugs for the babies and the babies are learning to dig up bugs for themselves, so it's just gorgeous to see. You might catch a special treat uh, if you visit the Eco Sanctuary and see those Takahe babies. Speaking of babies, uh, little baby <coughs> Kiwi arriving this week uh, in the crash. Yes, it's very exciting. So we're really lucky that we are able to be part of Project Nest Egg and look after little gorgeous baby Kiwis, which are forced are technically juvenile Kiwis uh, that come from Haas on the West Coast and they're taken as eggs from the wild so they can't survive as babies 
if they're in the wild. So they're taken as eggs and they get hatched in a lab over there. And they come to us when they're between 20 and 60 days old. So you could hold them in your little hand bowl. They're really tiny. Um, and they have to learn how to be Kiwi with us, which is really exciting. They've never been outside before. So they come to us in these little green boxes. And they get set free into a wee pen, first of all. And they've got their sleeping house and their feeding house. And then after about a week, they're set free into the wider eco-sanctuary with transmitters on. And then every day our volunteers put out a new feeding house for them that they've found where they are, beep, 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 with an aerial. And we put a little camera there and we watch what they do. And it's really hilarious what they get up to because obviously they're only supposed to visit their own feeding house. But this is not what unfolds, Jeffrey, as you can imagine. And um, they're just gorgeous. So, yeah, we're very excited to have a new baby arriving. And I don't know their name yet, but when I do, I'll tell you. Lovely stuff. Well, it's springtime, a great time to visit Orokanu Eco Sanctuary. Do give yourself a, a bit of a treat uh, over the coming weeks and months and uh, take your friends, your whanau, and uh, enjoy exploring and learning uh, so much, as we do each time we talk here with Tahu McKenzie on the Awesome Morning Show. So I'm going to ask him to do a quick costume change now, Tahu. I know you like to do that. Oh, thank you. And we'll start uh, looking ahead to the 5th of November. The 10th Waitati Music Festival is on. So exciting. And, of course, Tahu and the Takahes will be joining a long list of fabulous entertainers uh, for the festival. Tell us a little bit about what's planned. Oh, it's so exciting. So, obviously, Aotearoa is the city of festivals. We have the best festivals in the whole universe here always. And Waitaki Festival is one of my absolute favourites. And we've been really lucky to play there over the years. We did place the first one. And it's just grown and grown and grown over the last 10 years. And it's really exciting that we can play for this one as well. And it's a really beautiful event. It's at Bland Park which, in Waitaki, which, of course, is a really beautiful site. And it's a beautiful community there. And it's a really family-friendly festival which I love so all ages are welcome children under 14 are free and it's from 11am to 11pm and there's just all sorts of things on during the day so there's a kids zone there's a mini rave there's going to be a big art area and spray painters doing a big art battle and there's poets and all sorts of things as well as all the amazing musicians that are going to be there so it's a great event for everybody to, to really come along and get involved with and I just think the organisers should be so proud to still be going and be growing after 10 years. It's a wonderful achievement. It certainly is. And um, huge thanks must go to those organisations that support the Waitati Music Festival, the DCC, of course, the Waikowati Coast Community Board, Taiga Community Trust and uh, the Community Organisation Grant Scheme and Creative Communities uh, helping with funding to keep this amazing festival going and growing. And let's uh, look, I mean, in the evening you've got um, a pretty impressive lineup for the major acts. Pitch Black is always a favourite at festivals that'll have everyone dancing through the night Raw Collective and Soul Kitchen playing as well of course we've mentioned Tahu and the Takahes the Julian Temple Band playing Skullduberry and more and as we've heard plenty through the course of the daytime to keep uh, people of all ages entertained and uh, busy and I'm sure uh, also making uh, new friends as part of uh, the Kaupapa of the, the, the festival 
Um, and, you know, pretty eclectic too in terms of the musical styles. Uh, of course, we're going to enjoy that wonderful electronica and um, drum and bass and so forth uh, in the evening, uh, breakbeats and reggae music, um, house music, a poetry, a little bit of rock, a little bit of punk across three stages. Crikey. And all of this you get if you get your tickets ahead through Cosmic Corner, cosmicticketing.co.nz just $35 for the whole day you'll pay a little bit more if you just leave it to the last minute as so many people do here in North Dunedin and you'll pay 50 bucks on the gate so why wouldn't you get your tickets ahead and you don't want to miss out um, because indeed it could uh, well sell out and as we've heard from Tahu children under 14 free uh, provided the supervised by an adult crickets just looking amazing um, and seems to uh, as you say Tahu grow each year. Uh, you've been, you know, a part of it. You've visited. You've performed there. What do you love about the festival? Oh, it's a beautiful atmosphere, and I think we're very good at this in Aotearoa, Dunedin. That we can create these really beautiful spaces, even for twelve hours, that are completely unique and are there from the power of a collective shared intention to have a great time and to look after each other. And I think for everybody that comes along, they'll be adding their own energy to that, but it'll just be a beautiful, beautiful day for all ages. So that is coming up really soon. The 5th of November is not far away, so do uh, secure your tickets now. Hop on to cosmicticketing.co.nz or see them at Cosmic Corner in the uh, retail uh, section. You'll pay just $35 per ticket at the moment. Um, And if you want to find out more about the festival itself, of course, you can hop onto the Facebook page. Also, the website, waitatimusicfestival.rocks. Plenty there to get your um, excitement levels up as you look ahead to uh, a a unique festival in this part of the world. And uh, tell you what, because we love you awesome morning show listeners so much, uh, our good friends at the festival are offering a double pass. We'll talk more about that at the moment. Your chance to win here with ORFM, with wonderful Tahu and with the Waitati Music Festival. Put a ring around it in the calendar, 5th of November, not far away, 11 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock in the evening at Bland Park in Waitati. We always uh, ask you to uh, make a, a musical selection for us, Tahu, and yeah, I'm really interested in the one that you've chosen today. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, it's very special to be asked. Thank you, Jeffrey. It's lovely for me. Um, so we've just celebrated this poet's 100th birthday, which is very exciting. That might be a bit of a clue for our beautiful listeners. And for me, you know, from the age of seven, I grew up in the UK, but I was very lucky to stay connected to my whanau here. And my grandma particularly really loved this poet. And uh, she was a calligrapher, so she did up all of his poems and beautiful calligraphy. And this is one that I really loved that she did. And I found out that in 2005, all these New Zealand musicians had set his words to music. And this is one of my favourite renditions that I found. So, again, celebrating the power of love and our connection to the living world in Aotearoa. So I really hope you enjoy it. We're talking, of course, about the Hone Tufare. The album Tufare is amazing. 
And uh, I do encourage you, if you're able to, to get your hands on it. Um, I think it is available across digital platforms still. Um, I, I proudly uh, own a, a CD that I love, and I love listening to it from time to time. It's um, incredible, the interpretations of Honda's words. Um, and we're going to take a chance now to listen to Charlotte Yates and her interpretation of MAD. Um, Tahu, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to catching up with you again um, in a couple of weeks' time. Thank you so much for having me, Kakite. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.